hoops, Lamont swoops back alley cats, the back door cuts with alley oops, posting up. You on block on Mike and Booth and kick it out to one who likes to shoot. Oh yeah, said we merging them. Got 50 with a surgeon and some throwbacks like Snoop Dogg with Magic Irvin's and some more in like Master P and Dr. Irvin playing. Now how about maybe a little Wayne speaking on bird back then? Balls and hoops, y'all. We hitting up all courts. But now with the sports talk, next we talk all sports. Back to it. Got Jada and Jamal Croft, haters get crossed out, crossed up across all actual facts, points of view that you've never seen from your favorite artists like talking about Gerald Green or Gerald Wallace, whoever's on your favorite team, L I mean on the verse and still be great on the name for being H. Drake's opinion on spates, one synopsis of Blake, tip on Horford's fate, the fact we giving them straight, the truth they shitting on tape, who sports makes for a take, so true or you can debate on who you really done rate, come through it really be great, the true the fact like a state, AAM on Prime 8, please remember, bars and hoops, the center of the hood, make it part of your agenda. Bars and Hoops, Steals the Great, Episode 12, man, I'm just going to get right to it, man, today, man, today's show is just going to be simply about a toxic organization, you know, and a, a toxic situation going on in New York City, man, and it's a shame, it's embarrassment, it's definitely embarrassing, and, and, and you know, I just got to talk about it, man. Today, man, today's topic is going to be strictly New York Knicks turmoil because this clearly isn't a, a functioning franchise. You know, they got a lot of flaws going on right now, you know, from the owner on down to the players, man. It's like it's it's just a, a laugher and it's just ridiculous at this point, man. You know what I mean? It's like, where do you even start? You know what I mean? The other day, you know... The unthinkable happened, you know what I mean? One of the Knicks, you know, fan favorites, I'm not going to sit there and call him an all-time legend because, you know, that's not the case, but he's a very hard worker during an era in the 90s when, you know, New York basketball was prominent in this city. And I'm talking about none other than Charles Oakley and the situation that happened at Madison Square Garden on Wednesday, man. It was, it was an embarrassment. To New York, it was embarrassment. To the Knicks, the players was looking like, what the hell was going on? And and the whole country got to see, got to see the dysfunction, what happens and what goes on on a daily basis here at Madison Square Garden. Never mind, never mind. You know, the nutty professor, you know, professor, professor Tweet. You know what I mean? Phil Jackson. Never mind his blunders as as the president, but. The owner, man. The owner of the New York Knicks, man. You know, but let's just get to it, man. You know, like I was saying, man, you know, going back to Wednesday, man, seeing Charles Oakley be handled the way that he was handled at Madison Square Garden, taken away and and, and by security and ultimately arrested. And, you know, it's just ridiculous, man. And it should never get to that point in life and in sports for an athlete at that, man. That's a beloved figure that played hard for a franchise and a team, you know, that he gave his blood, sweat, and tears for for many years. Now, I'm not going to paint Oakley as a, 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 a king or some angel, you know what I mean? I'm going to keep it 100 across the board. The, the dysfunction runs deep. It runs deep with the Knicks organization. It runs deep with former players. It runs deep with current players, coaches. GMs, presidents, it, it runs deep, man. We go back to Scott Layden, we go back to Isaiah Thomas, Donnie Walsh, whoever. But what they all have in common is the owner, and that's James Dolan. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that James Dolan hasn't invested in New York Knicks basketball. He has. He spent money. At the end of the day, who am I to tell him how to spend his money? He spent millions, you know what I mean? Millions on bringing in coaches bringing in GMs, bringing in presidents. The problem is he's spending millions on the wrong people. And, you know, listening to him yesterday on Michael K, I lost a lot of respect for him as an owner, as a person. You know what I mean? Let's just start with the way that he handled the whole situation with Oakley and the way that he had his PR people come out immediately and 
just insinuate that, you know, Oakley has a problem and that problem being alcohol allegedly, allegedly, you know what I mean? Like just coming out and insinuating that to the public right after the incident happened was, was clearly a low class move by a low class dude. You know what I mean? Because we all know that nothing goes on public relation wise unless Dolan signs off on it. You know what I mean? So the fact that they attacked that man right after, you know what I mean? Right after he got left uh, uh, banished from the building was real tacky and real classless on your part as an owner. You know what I mean? And then to come on the airwaves and then express that same sentiment as if Charles Oakley has an issue. You know what I'm saying? With anger, the angry black man card, or you know what I mean? A, a substance abuse problem, alcohol, whatever, whatever issues he may have, that wasn't your place to come out and tell the world that. You know what I mean? That's something that you handle behind closed doors. But the gloves were off at this point in time. You know what I mean? And I know that at the end of the day, the garden has all the backup. They have all the footage and they have all the tapes of what really went on. And and again, like I said, I will not sit here and paint Charles Oakley as some angel. You know what I mean? Some heroic figure that we could do no wrong because we all know his history with the Knicks and why it probably got to this point. You know what I'm saying? But moving on to Oakley, let's let's talk about Charles Oakley. You know what I mean? He played a major role during the 90s with a with a formidable Nick team that just couldn't get over the hump in the 90s with that man MJ still in the league. You know what I mean? Let's not let's let's not look past that. You know what I mean? Oakley, you know, he was an enforcer. He was the enforcer of the team. He was the heart and soul of the Knicks and that was like pretty much a representation of New York City. You know what I mean? Charles Oakley was a great representation of New York City. That whole team, him, Ewing, Anthony Mason, John Starks, Chris Childs, Latrell Sprewell, all of those guys, Xavier McDaniels, everybody that wore a Nick uniform in the 90s from the years of 1990 to about 97, 98. You know what I mean? Those guys all typically represented the city for a hard-nosed basketball team. So to see what the team is today, it's quite a damn shame. But back to Oakley, you know what I mean? It was it's no it's no it's no secret that his relationship with Madison Square Garden and the Dolans in particular didn't end well. I think I think it goes way back. And this is just me, you know, doing my history and and, and doing my little research. It happened probably after he was um traded to the Toronto Raptors. You know what I mean? I think that that left a sour taste in his mouth, or the fact that he sees guys like John Starks getting jobs with the organization. Larry Johnson still getting jobs with the organization. Herb Williams, you know what I mean? You know, all of these guys getting jobs and he's looking at it like, wait, hey, I played a major role in the 90s with the Knicks. Why haven't I gotten a job? My whole thing is, while they are getting jobs, you know, who knows what they did to get that job. And I ain't saying nothing flagrant or anything like that, but the owner kept who he wanted to keep. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's his team. He's the owner. How can you get mad at him for not giving you a job? And better yet, why are you begging master for a job? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you're an NBA pro, former pro. You made a lot of money. You had car washes. You had everything. Why are you sitting here begging this man for any type of position, any player for that matter? Why are you coming back begging an owner to give you something like a job? You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to beg that man or anybody for anything. You had the platform to take all that money that you made as a professional and invest in something that you can be the boss of. So you're not coming back begging anybody to honor you or to give you a job. That's my point. You know what I'm saying? What they did to him was totally wrong. But to come back to a person's establishment and allegedly act up with concession stand people, act up with security cursing carrying on like a kid it's like come on man like you, you should be better than that you should be beyond that man you know i heard somebody earlier say something that was like a great comparison and i'm not labeling oakley i'm not labeling him as anything but the person said the way that he comes across and the way that he runs his mouth and comes across to people is like that kid in high school that was a bully but never grew up 
no matter how many years have passed. And that's how he comes across at times. And Oakley is my man, basketball-wise. You know what I'm saying? One of the great, one of the greater Knicks of that era. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to call him an all-time great Nick because, let's be real, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was an enforcer. He was the heart and soul of a team. And people, he was a fan favorite. Let's be real. I'm a diehard Nick fan, and I can sit there and say that. And anybody that knows me can co-sign that. I'm not going to sit up here and act like Oakley was Ewing or Oakley was today's Carmelo or Walt Clyde Frazier or Willis Reed. He wasn't. You know what I'm saying? He was a tough, hard-nosed player that left the organization via trade, and he was sour ever since. And, you know, this has been going on for years. And it just spilled over the top, you know, at the wrong possible time when the Knicks whole organization is looking like a circus behind this whole situation. You know what I mean? Came back to the garden and the rest is history on national television. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to come back and beg any man to be a part of anything. And if, the, if that person doesn't want me to be a part of their establishment, so be it. I'm going to keep it moving. You definitely won't catch me begging you for nothing. I haven't begged anybody for anything my whole life. I always made it happen. You know what I mean? This is why Bars and Hoops is in existence today. Because I got up off of my own too to do what I had to do. You know what I mean? And any man should do that. Now you got guys like LeBron, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade. They come out, yeah, Uncle Oakley. Uh, we, that's not the Uncle Oakley we know. This, that, and the third. Of course they're going to do that. Because at the end of the day, you know, the new players want to take care of the older players. You know what I mean? Which is cool. But, you know, at the end of the day, don't think that they not sitting back laughing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, come on, man. Come on. Look at LeBron. LeBron is a classic example of somebody who's setting up his his stable so that at the end of the day, he hasn't he doesn't have to beg Dan Gilbert for anything. If anything, he may be sitting across the table from Dan Gilbert owning a basketball team. That's what it should be about. That's what y'all should do with y'all money. You know what I mean? Get your money, invest back in you, put it back into yourself. Stop giving it to other people. Stop waiting for people to give you something or hand you something. Because at the end of the day, these people don't owe you anything. You know what I mean? Basketball is a privilege. You know how I many people out here try to make it and they don't make it? You know what I mean? Basketball is a privilege, man. It's a privilege. And at the end of the day, you get paid a lot of money. I know that the contracts weren't as big as they were to, that they are today. But at the end of the day, you should still be well off to not be coming back and depending on an organization to bring you in or hire you to do anything. You know what I mean? So that was, to me, Oakley's whole beat and, and why this whole thing spiraled out of control the way that it did. And like I said, Dolan is no better because he's a clown for coming out and insinuating and putting it out there that Oakley has a problem. And if I was Charles Oakley, I would probably sue him for def defamation of character. Even though Dolan has the money to take care of whatever lawsuits come his way. But at the end of the day, you can't let a person defame your character in that manner and have you looking like some alcohol out here in these streets. You know what I mean? Part two of the, uh, I don't even know, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus at the Garden, man, is, is the president of basketball operations, man. And... You know, again, it all comes back to Dolan because yesterday, listening to him, listening to him talk to Michael K, you know, about, um, you know, the state of the Knicks basketball affairs. He has nothing to do with it. He stepped back. This is what the fans wanted and ah, 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 this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, man, it's still your franchise. It's still your team. You know what I mean? You saying that all hands are off and... Phil is the one that's in control of everything is just moronic because at the end of the day, your, your, your brand is spiraling out of control. And that's why you made it your business to go up and speak to Michael K and Don LaGreca about what happened at the garden, because you're trying to save face and trying to save the image of your, your franchise. You should have did the same thing when Phil Jackson took it upon himself to, to publicly try to crucify and air Carmelo Anthony out because of his blunders, because of Phil Jackson's blunders as a president of basketball operations. Let's be real, man. You know, Phil Jackson hasn't done that great as a GM here, as a president here. You know what I mean? Chris Stapps Porzingis isn't enough. You know what I mean? 
throwing away money to, to Joakim Noah, throwing away money to, you know, to get Derrick Rose, basically gave up a good sense and Robin Lopez to bring Derrick Rose in. I ain't going to lie. I was kind of happy about, I was happy at first about the situation. I was like, you know what? Potentially, this is great. But now it's like, it's a disaster. You know what I mean? You really didn't want Jeff Hornacek. You know what I mean? You wanted Kurt Rambis. You didn't want Jeff Hornacek. So everybody that says you handpicked, you know, Jeff Hornacek, that's not 100% true. Because Phil didn't want to hire Jeff Hornacek. You know what I mean? He wanted Phil Jackson. I mean, he wanted, you know, Kurt Rambis, who's the defensive coordinator on the Knicks, by the way. And they play zero defense right now. Come on, man. This whole situation is toxic, man. And I'm frustrated, man, because I'm a Knicks fan at the end of the day. And I'll be damned if I spend a dime to go watch that product. You know what I mean? I wish that other Knicks fans, well, truthfully, the real Knicks fans feel the same way. You know, the problem is, is that people keep going to the garden and supporting that filthy product. You know what I mean? You got these corporations that got, you know, seats, season tickets. You know what I mean? So they'll send a couple of their employees to a game. Well, it's a cheap date night. Take your girl with you to the garden. Go watch the Knicks play. You know what I mean? So they're going to go. Of course they're going to go and support a disgusting product like that. Night in and night out. No matter if they're getting blown out by the Clippers or they get blown out by the Denver Nuggets like they did last night. It's ridiculous, man. And for Dolan to sit back and say, oh, my hands are off for basketball because I gave Phil the keys to the team basketball operations-wise. You know what that sounds like, man? That sounds so stupid. It's like you got a Bentley. You got a brand-new white Bentley. And Phil Jackson gets his driver's license. Hey, James, I can drive. You know what I mean? Why don't you let me drive your Bentley around the corner? You know what I mean? The, the normal person would be like, man, listen, you just got your driver's license. Man, I'm not giving you my keys so you can go around and crash my car. Then I got to pay for it. But guess what you say? You know what? My hands are off. Here, here, here Phil, take the keys. Drive, drive the Bentley. You know what I mean? And just remember, if you crash, I got to pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how stupid that sounds. That's how stupid it sounds for you to say, you know, um, you're going to stay out of the business because, you know, he's in charge of basketball operations. Guess what? You're in charge of the franchise, moron. Like, come on, man. And I understand, like, at the end of the day, it's, it's certain things you don't want to air out in the public. In the public eye, you don't want to talk about job status and things like that. But why wouldn't, why wouldn't you say anything when he was going to Twitter on your best franchise player, Carmelo Anthony? Why didn't you say anything back then? You know what I mean? Why didn't you step in and say, you know what, this is enough. You can't do that publicly. Just like you didn't want to discuss his job status, why would you let him try to defame the character of your star player, Carmelo Anthony? It makes no sense to me, man. It makes zero sense to me, man. And the fact that you know, he's still around. It's just mind-boggling to me, man, because the average person would have lost their job a long time ago. Just like you hired, just like you fired the uh, the vice president of security at the Garden after the whole Oakley situation. Due to your reasons, you know what I mean? Again, you're the owner. You're the owner, so you can do pretty much what you want to do with your security staff. You can do whatever you want to do at the building. You know what I'm saying? But don't sit there and say that your hands are off because Phil is in control and he has 11 rings. Those 11 rings came with the greatest players damn near at their position of all time. You know what I'm saying? He didn't assemble those teams. Jerry West assembled the team for him. You know what I mean? Jerry Reinsdorf assembled those teams for him in Chicago. He hasn't put together anything. He, he doesn't know nothing about putting together a championship team, man. Let's not sit here and act like those 11 rings came from him building everything from the ground up. He didn't. He knew how to manage egos and get players to buy into his philosophy. Guess what? That doesn't work anymore in today's NBA. You know what I mean? The way that he thinks about basketball is not working in today's game. You know what I mean? His disciple, Steve, Steve Kerr, does not use the triangle offense. Luke Walton does not use the triangle offense. And from what I'm looking at right now, Jeff Hornacek isn't using the triangle offense, but the defense is atrocious. And guess who's tied to him? Kirk Rambis. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous, man. 
This is just utterly ridiculous, man. And I'm sick and tired of it, man. Wasting my days watching it. I can't help it. I'm a diehard Nick fan. That's all I know. What do you want me to go over to the Nets? They're even worse. But you know what? They may end up turning around because they got somebody that's a disciple from good stock in San Antonio over there. And Sean Marks may end up turning it around in Brooklyn. So you need to watch out, Dolan. You need to watch out because at the end of the day, if the Nets get better, I guarantee you a lot of Knicks fans are going to jump ship. I'm not going to be one of them, but your business is going to end up hurting in the long run, which it needs to hurt now because obviously you don't care about the fans. Phil doesn't care about the fans. And the fact that you're hanging your star player out to dry like this, other veterans and other players are looking at how you're handling this situation, and nobody's coming here. So you better do your homework and draft properly because you're not getting any stars to come here after this whole situation. Even Kristaps Porzingis is like, this this place has no direction. You know what I mean? He's feeling himself right now too to where he feels like he has a stock to sit there and criticize the front office and the way things are going on right now. Why? Because we built him up. We built him up to understand his work. You know what I mean? We, we built him up to where he feels like he's on the level of a Carmelo Anthony, the level of a Carl Anthony Towns, the level of a Joel Embiid, the level of a LeBron James. He hasn't gotten there yet. He still is a work in progress. He has a lot of work to do, by the way. The way that Jokic was eating him up yesterday, come on, man. It was ridiculous out there. You know what I mean? Defense is all about pride and playing somebody man to man. He was getting cooked on defense. What was he coming back and doing on offense? Take a long three. Like, come on, man. You're not a small forward. We drafted you at a 7-3 to play at least power forward, not a 7-3 small forward. Those don't exist. I don't care how much the game is changing where the bigs are outside playing. Yeah, you're not a small forward, bro. That's part of the Knicks' problem. You can't stay on the court. You're always in foul trouble. Every time you turn around, they try to hide you, and you end up getting in a foul. And stupid fouls at that. It's like, come on, man. Like, the Knicks are hurting his development. It's looking bad. You know what I mean? And and let's not even talk about, you know, what Carmelo is thinking right now. Because, honestly, I think that Melo was going to wait it out. He's just going to wait it out. I don't think he's going to stay here. I think Melo, he's doing the right thing and smart thing as a man. He's worried about his family first. He don't want to just up and leave and go to another franchise chase a ring for this year and then worry about moving his family after that i think he's gonna take his sweet time go through these trials and tribulations that's going on here at the garden today see if phil jackson ups and leaves which i hope he does do you know what i'm saying exercise that that clause that early termination clause go you're a failure right now you don't need the money you know what i'm saying and i know your ego and your pride is getting in the way but at the end of the day bro you're doing more harm than good you know what I mean? You're way in over your head. You're way in over your head. Nobody's going to do any business with you. Nobody's going to come to the Knicks as long as you're here. Like Carmelo said, it's a black cloud over the organization, man. All because of the way that you guys conduct business. You know what I mean? This isn't the 90s. You don't have Mike. You don't have Scotty. You know what I mean? This isn't the 2000s when you had Shaq and Kobe in their primes. This isn't those years. It's a different game now. The triangle is only practiced and talked about by you. You know what I mean? These new kids are not trying to hear that, man. That's why LaMarcus Aldridge didn't want to sit down with you. Kevin Durant didn't even want to sit down with you. You know what I mean? You got the greatest player of all times. Well, poten potentially the greatest player of all times sitting out calling you out. Lost all respect for you. Not even trying to hear anything that you got to say. And they taking every cheap shot that they can take at you because they know that Carmelo is their boy. And that puts, that puts Carmelo in a messed up situation. You know what I mean? Because you got your mans on the other hand gunning your boss down. You know what I mean? Gunning your team president down. And you got to sit here and deal with that man every day. You know what I mean? Best case scenario for me and for the Knicks is at the end of the season. You know what I mean? Phil Jackson going his way. The best case scenario right now for the Knicks, I hate to say it, this is already a lost season. It doesn't make any sense for them to 
make the playoffs to hurt this their chances to even get another talented player because at this point you need talented young players that can run up and down these courts because the players you got now they don't got it man they they either had it back in the days or the game has passed them by so you know what i mean we're gonna end up needing a point guard at the end of the year it looks like derrick rose isn't gonna resign here it doesn't look like they're gonna offer him any money and quite frankly he's been a disappointment to me so far you know what I mean? He's like a matador on defense. You know what I mean? Brandon Jennings, true chances are, I would like to keep him as a backup, but he probably won't end up sticking around either after this experience. He wanted to come to New York for the longest, and it's sad that he came at this point in time. If we had got him earlier on in his career, when Donnie Walsh was at the helm, we'd have probably been okay, but it didn't happen. You know what I mean? So the, the, the best case scenario is if the Knicks can make a move, at the deadline is to possibly move Rose and get some type of assets for him. I would send Derrick Rose somewhere, you know, probably out west. I would send him with um Tom Thibodeau. You know what I mean? I think him and Tibbs uh, was a great combination. You know, he treated Derrick Rose like a son. I would try to swing a deal with Minnesota for something, somebody, because he's going to walk away for nothing. You need to get whatever you can get for the value that you have in him now. Because once he walks away, that's that's the money that's off of the cap. But you're not getting any type of talent back in return. And you're not guaranteed to get anybody coming here next summer. You know, you're not guaranteed that. With the way that this team is performing this year, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. You know what I mean? And that's sad, man. It's sad. Noah is a waste. Nobody's taking his contract. Joakim Noah's going to be like Jerome James here. Unless he really gets his, his feet uh, was whatever's bothering him checked out during the offseason and he comes back a rejuvenated player next year but it doesn't look like it's happening you know what I mean he looks like the game has passed him by and it's sad because I like his heart and everything he shows flashes at times but he's just too slow footed to keep up with any of these new improved big men of the game today you know what I mean O'Quinn is okay he's a good backup I like Willie Hernan Gomez. That was another bright spot on Phil's tenure. I can't kill him all the way because Hernan Gomez was somebody that he got in the second round with the money that, you know what I mean, they got for the pick, you know? And, um, you know, Kuzminskis, he's also okay. But these guys aren't helping the team anything. And they're not helping the team in the immediate future. You know what I mean? We had a lot of money. We, we use that money to bring in people to help the team now, not to be still talking about going to the lottery and possibly getting a top five pick. Because the way it looks right now, you're, you're on that you're on that course for lottery top five pick. And I wouldn't even mind that at this point. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind it at this point because I know that's the only way this team is going to get better is through the draft. There's no free agents coming here. You can forget that. And let's just hope that, you know what I mean, the, the, the rookies don't say, hey, I just hope the Knicks don't draft me. Because if that happens, oh, forget about it. Then it's a disaster. Then you're going to lose the fan base. Then nobody's going to want to even pay a dollar to come and see you play. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to want to see your product. If you got rookies and stuff trying to dictate where they go and say, look, as long as the Knicks don't pick me, that's good. That's the last thing you want is for – uh, up-and-coming player or college player to come in and say, nah, I don't want to go to New York. And this is a deep draft for point guards. You know what I mean? It's a very deep draft for point guards. And we need a point guard, not a scoring guard. We have that in Derrick Rose. We need a guard that can penetrate to the hole, find his players first, and then score if he has to. We need a Chris Paul type of point guard. That's what we need here in New York. That's, what, that's the type of players... Carmelo Anthony needs around him because sitting here and depending on Carmelo Anthony to lead your team, you know, be the leader, you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong, as a leader, you're supposed to display a certain uh, level of leadership as far as on the court. Has Melo done that wholeheartedly? No. But there's a lot going on with Melo. You got his, his president taking shots at him, you know what I mean? You got the fans booing him at games. You got people questioning why he stayed. Why does he have a no trade no trade clause? Why wouldn't you negotiate a no trade clause? If you was in his position, wouldn't you do the same? 
I would definitely have negotiated a no trade clause if I knew that at the end of the day I'm in a destination where I want to be. I can still play basketball. The fact that they didn't build around me was their fault. Those draft picks and those players that we gave away to get Carmelo Anthony, let's be real. The only one that I'm I'm really upset about to this day is Wilson Chandler. Danilo Gallinari has been injury prone since he left here. Raymond Felton came back here, did nothing. Timothy Mozgov barely plays for the Lakers right now. You know what I mean? The draft pick that they got, I don't even know what he turned into. It's probably one of the, if it's Jokic, I'm going to be really tight. But at the end of the day, the players that we gave up really means nothing. You know what I mean? They're not doing anything. They're not all-stars. They're not superstars. They're okay players. They're basically the same type of players we got on the roster right now. We gave up Amon Shumpert and J.R. Smith for nothing. We gave up Tim Hardaway Jr. for nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing to show for it. You mean to tell me that Tim Hardaway Jr. can't help the team right now? Oh, let me guess. He wasn't a learner. He wasn't a learner in Phil Jackson's eyes. You know what I mean? So we ended up throwing away a young talent like that that's coming into his own right now. This is his third season. It's his third season. Now he's starting to show signs. But here in New York, we want everything right away. Just like the fan base wants Kristaps Porzingis to be that star player right away. Come on, man. Like, did San Antonio rush Kawhi Leonard's development? No. Tim Tim Duncan was still there. Tony Parker's still there. You know what I mean? He had people around him to shield him to make sure that he grew and learned the game the right way. And now he's the man on the team. And, and speaking of San Antonio, look at Popovich. He put together that team. He implemented that structure that he has, that winning culture. You know what I mean? Phil Jackson taking shots at guys like him. You need to be praising him. And that's a dynasty. You know what I mean? He's coached in one destination his whole career. You went from Chicago to L.A. You followed stars. You know what I mean? Popovich brought the stars to him. How about that? How about that, Phil? Look at Pat Riley. You know what I mean? He came to the Knicks. He did a great job as a coach. They didn't want to give him the power that he wanted. He went down to Miami. Won a couple of championships. You know what I'm saying? Won a couple of championships in Miami. Built a great team. Through LeBron James, of course. You know what I mean? But he had Dwayne Wade there already. And Wade won before LeBron came down there. Wade won with Shaq. When Shaq came to ride his coattail to get a championship. You know what I mean? Pat Riley's out there building. He had the balls to tell Dwayne Wade no. You know what I'm saying? At first, I ridiculed him and killed him after that. You know what I'm saying? You disrespected one of your better franchise players that helped you get your first championship. But look, it's starting to pay off now. They won 13 straight games. And guess who they're ahead of now in, in position to get that eighth playoff seed? You guessed it. The New York Knickerbockers. Come on. So Pat Riley's laughing in your face now. He doesn't have a superstar on his team. Hassan Whiteside, okay, he's on his way. He's on his way, but he's not there yet. He's still raw. But nobody else on that team is a superstar. Drogic is an is a all-star caliber point guard, but he'll never be an all-star in the Eastern Conference with, with John Wall and um, Isaiah Thomas and those guys here. It's not happening. Kyrie Irving, oh, it's not going to happen. But he's still a serviceable, good point guard. You know what I mean? But back to what I was saying about the Knicks, man. I think that at the end of the day, they should be looking to shop Derrick Rose. I would send him somewhere out west. There's a couple of teams in the east that can use him. I would definitely send him somewhere like Sacramento. Send him to Sacramento. Him, Boogie Cousins. Think that would be a decent combination. You know what I mean? Send him somewhere like New Orleans. That would be a decent combination. A deadly combination would be him and Milwaukee. You know what I mean? That's close to Chicago. He can go back and forth to Chicago to check on his family every now and then. You know what I mean? Playing under Jason Kidd. I think Jason Kidd will work wonders with Derrick Rose. The Greek freak. They lost Jabari Parker. Sad. His career may never be the same. He tore his knee up again. You know, it's sad, man, because Jabari Parker was definitely on a hunt, man. He was coming back. He was looking good. And again, he tore his knee up again, man. So sending Derrick Rose somewhere like Milwaukee would be a good thing. You know what I mean? We'll take back a couple of the young pieces that they have that they don't use right now. I'll take a chance with Thon Maker. I'll take a draft pick from him. 
if they're willing to give up a draft pick. But at this point, you need to move Derrick Rose to get something because at the end of the day, he's going to walk away for nothing. It still doesn't mean anything because the money is going to go off the books anyway. So we're just going to have a lot of cap space and nobody to fill it. But a, but a bunch of D-League players and overseas players. You know what I mean? And you see where that got us the past three years. You know, we had D-Leaguers. We had journeymen. And we haven't won any more than 30-something games with those with those guys. So at the end of the day, you know, the Knicks have a lot of work to do, man. A lot of work to do. And, if, and since Dolan is so smart, you better not let Phil Jackson do any of these or take care of any of these moves or transactions moving forward. I don't trust him enough to think that he's going to do the right thing and bring in the right players to accommodate your team's needs or to even make this team better. We gave him an opportunity to build and destroy already. He destroyed already. That's all he's been doing is destroying. And his attempts to build is still a destroy. You know what I mean? We're tied up with money now in Courtney Lee. You can probably move Courtney Lee. To be honest with you, he's been a pro throughout the whole time. He took his demotion. At first, he went to the you know Instagram thing and put up the dumb and dumber, you know what I mean, picture. And then he backtracked and said wasn't talking about the coaches. But everybody knows that you was talking about the decisions that was made by the coaches. And you got benched for a reason. You wasn't playing hard. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys just come to New York because they want the fame. They want to be able to run around with their favorite rappers. Chase that tail. Look for that business venture. You know what I mean? You only can do that if you're a superstar, man. You can't do that as a mediocre player here in New York. They'll run you out of here quick. And I'm one of them. You know what I'm saying? I suffered long enough, man. I'm tired of suffering and watching my team be the butt of jokes every time you turn on the TV. You know what I mean? It's sad. You got ex-villains calling out our president and our team uh, owner. In the, in the media, social media, Instagram, Reggie Miller was like, he said exactly what I was saying from the gate. What free agent in their right mind would want to sign with the Knicks after they see how they treat Carmelo Anthony and how they treat former players like Charles Oakley? Who in their right mind is going to want to come here? And as Dolan, how don't you not see that as a problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. How stupid can you be to openly admit, oh, well, I don't know anything about the basketball thing, and, you know, I leave that to Philly has 11 rings. So what? That's what you get for mixing business with friendship. Because the only reason why Phil Jackson is here because of the mutual friend that y'all have in Irving. Irving, you know, if it wasn't for Irving, come on, man. Like, I'm sick of this, man. I got to sit back now and watch another decade of my team being horrible. You know, my biggest fear, you want to know what my biggest fear is? My biggest fear is leaving this planet and not seeing my team finally win one. The Giants have fulfilled my dreams as far as championships are concerned. I went to a couple of parades already for the Giants. But for the Knicks, not so fast. I'm sick and I'm dying over here, man. I'm dying over here, man. I'm dying to see a parade for the Knicks. I wear my orange and blue wherever. You know what I'm saying? I wear that wherever. I rock it with pride. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, man, it's 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 ridiculous. Like I've been saying, man, and I'm going to say this again, man. I hope that the cooler heads prevail at the end of the season. Phil walks away. They bring in the proper people. And when I say the proper people to handle the situation, I'm talking about experienced guys. Not the Jerry West. Jerry West is old now. You know what I'm saying? Bring in Joe Dumas, man. Give Joe Dumas another chance. Bring Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas from over off the Liberty, man. Have him running dual duties. He'll do it. Dolan is his man. Have Isaiah help you out. You know what I'm saying? Isaiah will do a great job with the situation that the Knicks have right now. Especially with the draft picks that we have. I would have Isaiah in charge of that. Scout that talent. Don't just go off of what everybody's saying as far as the um the uh, prospects are concerned. Isaiah would thoroughly look into that. He's a point guard himself, so he, he should be able to spot a point guard. He brought in a couple of point guards in his career as a GM, namely Damon Stoudemire. You know what I mean? Isaiah knows a thing or two about point guards now. 
You know what I'm saying? We need one because Derrick Rose is the answer. You know what I'm saying? The game has passed him by. He looks like a guy that's not trying to be injured. He's trying to play as many games as he can just to show that he's durable enough to get a contract, but his time here in New York is over. You know what I mean? He wasn't the answer to what we needed him for. Granted, he had a couple of 30-point games this year. He did. But his defense is suspect. Suspect. You know what I'm saying? And it's atrocious. The, the team's defense is suspect. You know what I mean? Kristaps Porzingis, he needs to work on his game extra hard during the offseason. He needs to put on some weight for real. Definitely needs to put on more weight and needs to get down and get down there to Houston and work out with Hakeem Olajuwon. Learn how to use your, your footwork to your advantage in the post. Because you're shooting over everybody, my brother. You're 7'4". You're 7'4", man. But back to what I was saying, man. As far as the moves that the Knicks need to make, first is letting Phil walk, come up with a mutual agreement, set it up for the press conference. Oh, well, you know, both sides decided that it was best for the team to go in different directions. Start there. Next, you know what I mean? Worry about what Carmelo really wants to do. Sit down and speak to Melo. Look, do you want do you want us to help you get a chip? What do you want us to send you? You know what I'm saying? You got a trade you get, You could handpick where you want to go, but the problem is, is does those teams want you as much as you want them? That's what we need to find out first and foremost. Will those teams want you? And the way it looks right now is a lot of those teams don't want him the way that he may want them. You know what I mean? Nobody's giving up their star player for a star that's declining. In all due respect, Melo's my man. He's my man. He can still ball. He can still score with the best of them. But the reality is nobody's giving you a young up-and-coming talent to do it. It sounds like Cleveland may be willing to give up Kevin Love, but that'll be a grave mistake on Cleveland's part, and that'll be a bad look for the Knicks because at the end of the day, Kevin Love isn't the answer. He doesn't play defense, by the way, either. You know what I'm saying? He's not a leader. How, how, how did that work in Minnesota leading the Timberwolves? He wasn't. You know what I'm saying? He's shining right now because a guy like LeBron is taking the pressure off of him and he's able to just play his game, spot up, shoot threes, grab rebounds, throw outlet passes. You know what I'm saying? He's not asked to carry a team on his shoulders or lead a team. So Kevin Love here in New York next to Kristaps Porzingis wouldn't be a good look. Just like vice versa, it won't be a good look for LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony to be on the same team, quite frankly, unless it's the Olympics or an all-star team. Let's be real. They're not beating no Golden State Warriors with Carmelo Anthony, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James on the same team. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater, but that's not happening. You know what I mean? Let's be real. So, realistically, I would sit down with Melo, you know what I'm saying, and find out what it is that he would want to do. Because, obviously, if I was Melo, I'm sitting down with Lala, and I'm sitting down with my family and figuring out, all right, look, this is what it is, man. I, I just wanted to stay here for the most part for the rest of this season so that I could see young boy, you know what I mean, finish up his school year and make sure y'all are good before I go and chase this championship ring because that's what he's going to do. I'm for sure that. I'm pretty sure it's going to be long conversations with his agent and his family at the end of the season. What do you want to do, Melo? Where do you want to go? How do you want to work this out? And start from there. Best destinations for Carmelo and better situation for the Knicks is for Carmelo to go to Boston. You know what I mean? Boston has all the draft picks that they don't need anymore that they can give the Knicks. They got a couple of young pieces that I wouldn't mind taking. I'll take Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? I'll take Jalen Brown in a heartbeat. I'll take Cliff Rozier in a heartbeat. And to make the money work, I'll take an image. I'll take a Jay Crowder. And Amir Johnson. Thank you. You can take Melo. Hopefully you take uh, Courtney Lee with you. Give up Melo and Courtney Lee. You know what I'm saying? Melo, Courtney Lee, and um, probably one of the young players like um, Njai to make everything work money-wise. Or Ron Baker. Somebody. But you got to start there. To me, that's the best destination for him to where we'll get some sort of type of value back. I like Jay Crowder. He plays defense plays hard. You know what I'm saying? I like Jalen Brown. He's an upcoming talent, but there'll be no room for him with Melo there. 
You know what I'm saying? To develop. And quite frankly, they have A.B. Bradley. They got Isaiah Thomas. They got Al Horford. So Jalen Brown isn't, you know what I'm saying? They're just holding him there for now. I think that I would take him here in New York. I would take him here in New York in a heartbeat. I'll get rid of Melo, send him there. Boston is only four hours away from New York. You know what I mean? He don't have to uproot his family. You know what I mean? On off time, he can shoot back to New York. He got it. You know, come on, man. These guys are millionaires. Private planes and all that type of stuff. Fly back and forth. Fly your family back and forth. Or move your family to Boston, which I don't think is happening. But it's a good sentiment. But it's closer than going all the way to Cleveland. You know what I mean? Another destination to think about sending Carmelo Anthony to is the Toronto Raptors. You know what I'm saying? The Raptors got draft picks. They got young players that they can uh, they could afford to unload. Take a couple of those young players in the draft pick. You know what I mean? Send them to Toronto if he really wants to win. I think that if he goes to Toronto, Toronto is legitimately giving Cleveland a run for their money. You know what I mean? In the Eastern Conference. Another destination for Carmelo on the East Coast. Because to me, it doesn't make sense for him to go to the West. You got to deal with Portland. I mean, not Portland. I'm sorry. You got to deal with Golden State. You got to deal with San Antonio. You got to deal with Houston. I don't think that you want to go that route, Melo. You, you, you battled out there as a young bull. Now you're old head. <laughs> you're old head now, man. I'm trying to give you the path that's easier, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting here talking as a fan of yours and wanting to see you actually win and not go through it anymore here in New York. I would prefer that you stay here in New York and they do right by building around you, but the way that things are looking right now, that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You got a bunch of dodo heads up in up in um the garden making decisions. Mr. Potato Head. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to throw out some scenarios that may work for you, my brother. You know what I mean? And they work for the team at the end of the day. Because I'm still a Knicks fan at the end of the day. I'm a Mellow fan and I'm a Knicks fan. But Toronto will be a great destination for him. Another destination off top that will be good for Carmelo Anthony is dun, 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 the Minnesota Timberwolves. I would easily move Carmelo Anthony for Andrew Wiggins. Team him up with Carl Anthony Towns. I'll even package Carmelo and possibly find a way to get Derrick Rose over there this season. For I'll take Rubio back. You know what I mean? I'll take Andrew Wiggins. I'll take Shabazz Muhammad. I'll take one of those draft picks that you're going to get this year. I'll send you Derrick Rose and Carmelo. You know what I mean? It may not make any sense now because they probably so far out of contention, it wouldn't make any difference. But those that's ideas. Those are teams that I would send Melo to to actually win and compete right away. But again, you got to factor in his family life and, you know, the people around him that he cares the most about before he makes any move. But like I said, the ideal situation is for Melo to stay here and for the Knicks to get rid of Phil Jackson, get rid of Kurt Rambis. You know what I mean? You can keep Steve Mills. You know what I mean? Mills didn't do anything wrong here. At the end of the day, he's been here. He's the longest tenured executive in the building other than James Dolan. You know what I'm saying? And Allen Houston. I definitely would, you know what I mean, let Phil go his own way, but I would seriously, seriously, seriously consider bringing in a man of stature like Joe Dumas and bring Isaiah back in to help him out. And also for coaching, Mark Jackson is number one on my list. Mark Jackson, I take him over Jeff Van Gundy right now. Mark Jackson is clearly the coach for now, for today's game. Look what he did with the Warriors. You know what I mean? He he helped make that team. Steve Kerr benefited from the teachings that Mark Jackson did for Steph Curry, for Draymond Green, for Harrison Barnes. For all of those guys, man, Mark Jackson was re responsible for that. And on top of that, he's a New York guy. He knows how it is here in the city. You know what I'm saying? Just listening to him during that telecast when the Knicks were live. You know what I mean? Break down some of the things that was wrong on the surface. Just off the rip, watching how the team reacted during timeouts. Said the team is in a huddle. You got guys doing wind sprints and stretching on the side and not listening to coach. He said that's a no-no. 
that right there just shows you Jeff Hornacek doesn't have full control over this team and they don't respect him as a coach. So yes, Dolan may have to eat the money again. You know what I'm saying? To get it right if you really want to win here in New York. Hornacek isn't the answer, man. His substitution patterns are suspect. His rotations are suspect. Some days players play, other days they don't. I've seen this story already with Jeff Van, I mean, with, with, with uh, Mike D'Antoni. D'Antoni didn't know his, his elbow from his asshole. Horse. You know what I mean? Every other day was a different start lineup. Don, um, um, Larry Brown did the same thing. He didn't have his rotations down. He was purposely trying to sabotage Isaiah Thomas. I've seen this story already. You know what I mean? I've seen this story already, man. And it's a shame, man, that we keep going over the same thing over and over and over and over again, man. You got to get it right, man. Phil Jackson handicapped this organization by the dumb moves he made. Bringing in Derek Fisher only to fire him a year after he was coach was stupid because he didn't buy into the triangle philosophy anymore because he said you can't win with it anymore. You got rid of him. Mind, it, mind you, he was a creep on the low, too. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of caused his own demise here in New York. But a lot of it was a difference in philosophies with Phil Jackson. That's one strike against you. The second strike against you is trying to hire Kurt Rambis as the coach when players clearly didn't want Kurt Rambis. And you forced him on Jeff Hornacek to be the defensive, defensive coordinator. How's that working out, Phil? We gave up 131 points to the Denver Nuggets without three of their top players. Come on, man. Jokic having a career night in the garden. 40 points. Come on, man. That's two strikes. Three, four, five is going to Twitter with the Twitter fingers. Getting on your best player, Carmelo Anthony. Come on, man. What are you doing? Like, how old are you? 71 years old. You're not 17. Talk to that man like a man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. What are we doing here? You just ruined the whole reputation of the franchise. Like, who's really going to want to come here? Who's going to really want to come here and play for the Knicks after this debacle? Who? Who? I just hope and pray that no rookie or draft pick says, I'm not working out for the Knicks. I don't want to play for New York. You know what I'm saying? And New York needs a lightning rod to come through here. They need, they need, if they going for a point guard, they need a point guard with some swagger. That's not afraid of big moments. Lonzo Ball is the is the problem, but we may not get him realistically. But he's a problem. And then you also got to take into consideration if Carmelo is still here and you bring in a point guard, is that Melo won't hurt the confidence and the development of the point guard because he made it clear during the last draft that he wasn't comfortable with them bringing in a young point guard to learn the NBA game today. If if Melo's willing to stay here. Bro, you got to stay in your lane and help develop the young point guard instead of knock them down. Because at the end of the day, man, you my man. You got about two years left in you. Your life of your contract is about just right for you, bro. You made a good living for yourself. Your brand is on point. You got a lot of businesses. And I love the fact that you came back and did the, P, uh, the Sweet P. Daniels story. Shout out to Queens, man. Lloyd Daniels. You know what I mean? Mellow, embracing the city culture. That's why I mess with you. Because you know your history. You know what I'm saying? You tied to the neighborhood. You're tied to the kids in the communities. They love you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? Pause. No rainbow. But at the end of the day, man, if you want to stick around town, man, make sure you just play your part, man. Help develop the young boys. Don't hurt the confidence. Because right now, we need a point guard bad. We need defense bad. We need a coach bad. And I'm pushing for Mark Jackson. I'm pushing for Joe Dumas. You know what I'm saying? I hope that fans hear this message and push for it too, man. Those are guys that we need to have in here. Guys that's done it already. Not guys like Bill Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Not bringing in guys like Derek Fisher. You know what I mean? Not forcing yourself to hire Jeff Hornacek just because you didn't want to hire Tom Thibodeau or Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson for personal issues. Like, come on, man. This is a business. It's not personal. You can't have personal feelings and be in control of a business. You know what I mean? Especially a basketball team. You know what I mean? I could go on for days about this, man. I'm so hot right now. I listen to sports talk radio. I be wanting to call in and talk to some of these 
analysis, but they won't let me live because they know I can go on and on and on and go back to back and blow for blow with them on that microphone. So my 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 I'm hoping for the best moving forward. I'm still gonna watch the Knicks because I'm a Knicks fan. I don't just run on my team like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm a giant fan, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a sports fan at the end of the day. Bars and hoops. Bars and hoops. It's more than just basketball and music though. You know what I'm saying? Any realm. Any realm of sports, any genre of music, we can sit down and chop it up, man. And you know, moving forward, I'm I'm gonna start inviting some guests in here so we can sit down and chop it up. You know what I mean? And talk about these these atrocities going on in our city and just what's going on in the world today. You know what I mean? It's needed. I like being the voice of the underdogs. You know what I mean? That's what I'm here for. But today's segment was definitely dedicated to the New York dumpster fire Knicks. You know what I mean? It was a travesty to see this week unfold. Uh, just a weird week in sports in general, man. And a lot needs to happen at Madison Square Garden, man. Because right now we're the laughing stock of the world, the country. People are looking at us laughing like, are you serious? This is what goes on in New York? I don't want no parts of that. Please don't put me involved in that. You know what I mean? Please don't put me involved in that, man. You know? But again, man, no disrespect to Charles Oakley, man. You know what I mean? You were a great Nick, you know, of the era that you played in. You were a very valuable piece to those years. Even though we never won a championship, fans were still content with the hard work and the mentality that you brought to the floor. So please don't take whatever I said as any type of real disrespect or violation, but I'm just speaking from a man's perspective. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting there begging anybody to be a part of any establishment that doesn't want me to be a part of their establishment. And that's just me. And I know that you have a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? I'm just some guy that has a, a podcast, a microphone, and a phone, and a, and, and a camera. You know what I'm saying? You, you got businesses. I don't know how well your car washes are doing, what you're doing outside of that, but you're frequently here in New York, man. You, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people will want to do a lot of business ventures with you if you step up to the plate and, and open your ears to them, namely me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But please don't take it as disrespect. Don't beg that man for anything. He tell you don't come back to that building, don't come back to that building. You know what I mean? Get with somebody else that has a building next to it so you can take business away from that man. That's how I operate. That's how I think. And I think that you should think the same way, my brother. As far as you, Carmelo Anthony, you're my man, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of your, I'm one of your biggest fans here, man. There's no hate coming from my my angle. You know what I mean? I just want to see the best for you, man. I want to see you get that loser stigma off of you. Because, you know, commentators and other players, they hate on you. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you did for you and your family. And I respect it 100%. If you choose to stay here, you know what I'm saying? Help develop the young boys that's coming along, man. Help develop them. You are a perfect example of what an athlete should be for the city. The way you sit there and talk to the media, the way that you conduct yourself, answer those hard questions that your organization president can't even come and do. Every single day, you sit there with that camera and that microphone in your face and you answer those questions with a smile. You know what I mean? I respect you for that, bro. And I just hope that, you know what I mean, things turn around for you, man. Whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else. I'd rather it be here, just like a lot of fans. You may have a couple fans at the garden that booze you, but that's not us. That ain't us, man. We ride for you, bro. You know what I mean? You got a couple fickle fans that really don't know what's what. You know what I mean? Probably never shot a basketball a day in their life, but trying to tell you what to do. You know what I mean? So again, man, I respect you. Hopefully, you know, things work out for you. If you do plan on leaving, you know what I mean? Make sure that you go to the best situation for you. And if you're the Knicks, make sure that you get the best that you can get for Carmelo if you're going to move him. You know what I'm saying? Don't give him away for some has-beens or some players that's not going to help or players that you're just going to cut 
you know what I mean, the following week. New York is in here for that, man. You know what I mean? We don't want that. We want competitors. We want competitors to come here. You know what I mean? We suffered for too long. The last time you won a championship was in 1973. That's why Clyde can still walk around here in the clothing that he's wearing. You know what I mean? Cowhide suits and rooster peacock blazers. Like, come on, man. Now, later, Gators. Like, come on, man. Y'all still got Clyde out here like it's the 70s. And shout out to Clyde, man. Walt Clyde Frazier, man. Yo, your restaurant is okay. I went there for my birthday. You know what I mean? A couple years ago, wifey treated me or whatever. It was all right, man. Clyde's Wine and Dine, 10th Avenue. You know what I'm saying? In Manhattan. You know what I mean? Clyde is cool, but he can't keep walking around here like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, man. We got to have some new representatives from the New York Knicks organization that actually won in this city, man. But that just shows you to, to future ball players that come here to New York, you can have a Walt Clyde Frazier legacy. 30-something, 40-something years strong if you win here in this town. You dig? Now, Far for you, Phil Jackson. Man, you need to hop on the first thing back to Montana, man. Go back to L.A., man. Valentine's Day coming up, man. Let me tell you what to do, man, for Jeannie, man. This is what I would do, you know what I mean? I would do some, some real layman man, poor man stuff, you know what I'm saying? This is how you get a person that got money. You can't really wind and dine them with all the fancy stuff. Go to, go to, go to Dwayne Reed. Get you a nice little Valentine's Day card. Put one of your little Zen Master comments or whatever quotes you want to use in a nice little card. You know what I mean? Get online, man, and order an edible arrangement for her. You know what I'm saying? And then send her a copy of your last doctor's record that says that your hip's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then take your ass to L.A., man, and go lay the smack down on Genie Bus and get your boo back, man. Because right now, people in New York don't really want you here, champ. They want you out of here on the first thing smoking, man. And me being included. Yes, I will be on Twitter. And I will troll you every day. Every day until you go, my brother. Because you, what you did here is irreparable, man. You really hurt the organization. You hurt the fan base, man. And you hurt me, man. I'm tired of suffering, man. I'm tired of suffering, man. This is why I'm on this microphone today. Tearing you a new one. But nah, honestly, Phil, man, we respect the fact that you won 11 rings. You know what I'm saying? You coached arguably four of the 50 greatest players to ever play basketball. Got 11 rings. Life is good. You know what I'm saying? You got 60 million free, well, maybe 45 once you opt out. You know what I'm saying? You got your money, bro. You know what I mean? You really don't want to live in New York anymore. Let's be real. You want to be on a beach somewhere with a bong or that ooh-wee in there. Have you feeling gooey after you're done. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's time for you to step down, my brother. We appreciate the effort. The thought was good. I can't lie. When you got Joe Kim, I was like, all right, cool. Joe Kim coming. I remember Joe Kim from the Bulls, you know, New York native. He can deal with the city, you know. Bought D-Rose, and I said, yeah, D-Rose gonna come in and kill, you know what I mean? Contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it hasn't panned out, bro. You know what I mean? It looks like it's a big disaster, man. You know what I'm saying? The whole Derek Fisher thing, the whole you tweeting, and the whole Kurt Rambis situation, the whole you not even wanting to entertain hiring Tom Thibodeau, oh, who openly said, yeah, I will come to New York first thing tomorrow if they want me. The fact that you didn't even reach out to Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy, guys who have ties to the organization, to the fan base, to keep everybody energized. That knows, a little, that knows a thing or two about defense, you know. The fact that you didn't reach out to them, man, was a travesty, man. And the fact that you don't have the respect to even come out and address the fan base about what's been going on so far with the team is totally disrespectful in my eyes because I see it as this. When you first came on board and that team was already pre-assembled and you had no ties to any play on that roster, you came and poked holes and made fun of the roster. I remember before you came, you sat there and talked about the roster was clumsy. 
with Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire and Tyson Chandler. But what do you call Let's Rock? This is beyond clumsy. This is doofus status. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Forget clumsy. These are straight doofuses out. The doofballs. You know what I'm saying? You was all mouth, all lip service. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the roster was built clumsy. And, you know, we want, you know, basic things like for all that fancy talk you talk during the, the press conference, bunch of $100, $1,000 words, but we had the same results, if not even worse than when you came here. You know what I'm saying? You got rid of guys like JR. You got rid of guys like Amon Shumper because they weren't learners in your eyes. You gave them away for nothing. You got rid of Tim Hardaway for the draft pick that turned into Jerry and Grant. You turned around and got rid of Jerry and Grant too. So where, where are we going, Phil? Why, why haven't you come down and addressed the fan base about your experience and your experiments? You was quick to ridicule everybody else. Why not come down and give yourself some constructive criticism, Phil? That's what people is upset about. That's what the fan base can't stand about you. That's what the media can't stand about you. The fact that you think it's all about you and your 11 rings that you won with four of the 50 greatest players of all time. You know what I mean? So, what I would like to see and what a lot of other fans would like to see is you go, Phil. You go right off in the sunset. You're 71 years old. Be an advisor, I don't know for who. You know what I mean? Maybe for Twitter or something. Maybe you get on with the Twitter the Twitter team or something because obviously you like using Twitter now. You're learning how to use emojis. But nah, it's time for you to go out of New York, bro. Thanks, but no thanks. Hernan Gomez was a bright spot. I give it to you. But but what good is he if Jeff Hornacek plays him now, then he doesn't play him tomorrow? What good is that? What are you camouflaging his value? Come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? So honestly, man, I think it's time for you to go. You know what I mean? And like I said, man, February 14th, baby, is next week. Man. Go and do your thing, baby. You know what I mean? Send Jeannie something nice, man. Take that flight out there, man, and let her know your hips are still good. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here, y'all, man. Bars and Hoops, man. Episode 12. Shout out to everybody that checked in today, man. Like I said, if you want to follow us, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, at Bars and Hoops, that's B-A-R-S-A-N-D, Hoops, H-O-O-P-S. Go to us, check us out at BarsandHoops.com, you know what I mean? Find us on Instagram, find us on YouTube, find us on Facebook, you know what I mean? I am Stills the Great, you can follow me on Instagram too, that's Stills the Great, that's S-T. Double E L S D A G R E A T at Instagram, at Twitter, on Facebook. Follow your boy, Bars and Hoops. We out. Uno.